What if I asked you the question, how have you been transformed over the course of your life? The topic of transformation has become quite popular in today's society. How we grow, how we live, how we love, how we treat others through the course of our lives is a fascinating conversation on many levels. And where that transformation occurs can be anywhere. In this case, I speak to Alim, one of the authors of Crimson Letters, Voices from Death Row. As a prisoner on death row, I was very interested in learning about Alim's journey and his spirituality and his transformation and how that's affected his decision making. So I urge you to open your mind and your heart and to listen to the conversation that I had with Alim. Alim, thank you for your Hi. time again. I really appreciate you allowing me to chat with you again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, it's an honor. You know, last time we were speaking, um, one thing I wanted to get in some time with you was, I think you had spoken about your spirituality, and I wanted to expand upon that and how your spirituality is now versus when you um, first became a prisoner. Yeah, um, yeah. so when I first came in prison um, on, you know, in 1993, um, I didn't really have a, you know, a good concept of God. Um, uh, I didn't really have, you know, much guidance. One of the things I could say has probably been, like, one of the most difficulties in my life, one of the things trying to, you know, um, navigate is what to do. You know, um, I think pretty much everybody, you know, encounters that. You know, what do I do? What am I supposed to do in this situation or that situation? So most of the time, as I've just been, you know, left to my own, you know, uh, deductions, my own conclusions of how I'm supposed to handle the situation. So, you know, it's been, you know, through the guidance of Islam that I have received, you know, um, actual guidance on what to do in certain situations, what's, you know, um, considered to be the appropriate response or the appropriate action to a certain uh, 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 situation or what may be, you know, a compassionate response or definitely what would be a, an extreme response. So, you know, um, like I said, when I first came into the systems, I just didn't have that type of guidance. And um, it would take many years before I was, you know, eventually guided to um, Islam. And, you know, I'm grateful for it to this day. So what's been the process like with your decision-making in conjunction with um, gaining more knowledge and information about Islam and how that's affected you? Oh, yeah. So, like, um, you know, for one is, um, you know, the having belief, you know, first of all, that's the central, you know, foundation is believing in God and therefore having faith that, you know, if I do the right thing, that, you know, it's going to produce consequences that are good. And, you know, that's, you know, I had a revelation of sorts, um, probably back around 2004. And it came to me through a movie I was watching in Vanilla Sky, which I refer to a lot to friends and people that know. Yeah. But um, one of the essential messages in that movie was the decisions that you make today determine your tomorrow. And that message just became like so profound in my mind and, you know, applying it in the aspect of my faith is because prior to that is that, you know, I just, I, I didn't really believe, I had never really tried 
with the aspect of believing if I did do something right, that there would be good consequences for me in the future. So I realized that my life up until that moment had been the consequence of decisions that I had made in my many yesterdays. And so just believing in the concept that, you know, if I make better choices, if I make decisions based on goodness, based on, you know, uh, 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 you know, truth or honesty or, or being faithful uh, in, you know, whatever, you know, loyal, et cetera. If I make, you know, decisions that's based on those principles of good, that it will end up producing consequences for me that would be actual good and enduring, you know, consequences. So, you know, just taking that in the aspect of my faith, that became believing in God and doing good deeds, which is the foundation of Islam. So tell me a little bit also with that, and what are the good consequences that you have experienced because of that faith in oh, prison? Man. Well, I mean, you know, this is one of them right here. You know, um, oh, so that's much awesome. that has happened. Yeah, I, I can't even quantify it. I mean, but I mean, the fact that I'm in a position in my life where I'm actually talking to someone who's interested in something I have to say. You know, this is a, a, a part of a process that, you know, I began, you know, um, in like 2004, just applying and believing that I could actually do things and that, you know, it would produce good consequences in, in, in the future. And, you know, you know, writing a book, having a book published, you know, um, being in a position of spiritual leadership here in the prison, um, you know, um, the support that I have from, you know, the fam my family, the com community, friends that I have, you know, um, have come into my life since then. There's so many things I can't even, you know, boil it down to, you know, a 15-minute or probably a 15-day conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. you know, but this is definitely one of them. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's a great perspective to have. Um, you know, I wonder also, too, I saw in a movie, I think it was Shawshank Redemption I was watching, one of my favorite movies, speaking of movies, yeah. and he talked about hope was dangerous, is a dangerous word in prison. How do you feel about that, yeah. that idea? Uh, I say, I, in the book, uh, in Crimson Letters, I say uh, a phrase that I say, you know, uh, I think I say that, you know, um, I fought against uh, hope and embrace despair. You know, it's a chapter, I think, um, mm. where I mentioned, I think, called Maybe, Maybe Despair is Embrace. Uh, and, you know, for, for a huge amount of time, is that it was definitely easier to cope by just embracing the aspect of hopelessness because hope was, you know, feeling quite torturous is, you know, it felt like a concept that, you know, was just painful because I would believe or, or just have hope in it. But my hope at that time definitely was empty because I wasn't putting any actual effort into, you know, the belief of those, of that hope. So, you know, when, when you have hope in prison or you have hope in a situation and you're not actually contributing to, the positive, you know, outcome of that hope is that it can become, you know, pretty agonizing, you know, because it's another letdown, it's another suffering, it's another, you know, hardship when, you know, a, a phrase I say also is, you know, um, disappointment comes from expectation. So, you know, when you expecting a positive outcome, when you're, you know, hopeful that something is going to happen that's going to be helpful to you and it doesn't turn out like that, it's just another disappointment that adds to the mountain of, you know, uh, uh, burdens is way on your shoulders. So, but like I said, you know, is that I definitely realized, you know, in my life is that that was empty hope 
because I wasn't actually doing mm. anything. I wasn't putting forth the effort. I wasn't putting forth the deeds, the good deeds or having the faith that came along with that hope. But when I did transform, you know, that, that state of mind as well as my action, is that I'm very hopeful. Wow, that's amazing. What are your daily expectations for yourself? You know, the things you think about on a regular basis for, that you expect of yourself? Oh, I, I mean, I expect that, you know, I maintain the the, uh, the obligations that, you know, um, my Lord, you know, has commanded for myself. So that includes my prayers that, you know, I'm very vigilant, you know, about performing my prayers. Tessie will tell you sometimes we might schedule something and I say, well, uh, you know, that's my prayer time. I can't do it during that time. So, right. you know, that's my safeguard. That's my protection against, you know, um, you know, any other shortcomings or any other temptations in the world. So that's definitely an expectation. And just doing the things that I know keep me rooted. And, um, you know, that's that's a part of the expectations that I have for myself. I know and believe is if, if, if I maintain, you know, those core um, beliefs and those core principles that I can stay grounded regardless of the circumstances and the situation on a bigger level is, yo, you know, I, I definitely have a lot of, you know, hope and expectations for myself of things that I want to accomplish, you know, with my life and in life before, you know, I return to my Lord. And, you know, that's a, there's a lot of stuff I, I have, you know, for myself that I got expectations for myself. Right. Right. Definitely. Now is part of that, you mentioned spiritual leadership. Is that part of the expectation you have for yourself and things to accomplish? Well, um, that's not actually, I mean, you know, I don't like um, go out with a, 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 like that's a goal. I want to obtain spiritual leadership. I think that has pretty much just come along with the territory is, um, mm. you know, those are just, you know, things that, you know, Allah has, you know, put me in the you know, position of, you know, and, um, the people, you know what I'm saying, have, you know, um, embraced me in that capacity. Um, but, yeah, there is definitely a huge amount of responsibility that I feel being in that position. Um, you know, so, you know, I don't, I definitely don't take that lightly. So I'm very conscious of the things that I say, the things that I do, because I know that it can have an influence on other people. What would you tell your younger self, Aleem? Have you had the chance to go back and talk to yourself all these years about what it is to be alive and the things you can do in your life? What would you say? I mean, you know, I get that all the time. Somebody, people yeah. ask me that all the time. I, I, I think my answer kind of changes so many times, right? Oh, all right. You know, because there's so much that, yeah, so much that I feel like I would tell myself, you know, um, I cannot, you know, um, you know, like diminish the, you know, the importance of God in my life. Um, I don't know if my 15-year-old self would have been that open to that message, but what, right. one of the things that I do say a lot is, you know, be who you are, be true to yourself, and, you know, don't be, you know, who um, other people want you to be, or don't try to um, live up to other people's expectations. Is That's one of the messages that I would have told myself because I definitely felt like, and a part of my life is that, you know, um, I wasn't true, being true to me. You know, I, I was, you know, worried about what other people would think, you know, if I did this or if I didn't do that. So that would be a central message that I would say to 15-year-old Arlene. Have you had other people talk to you that have known you throughout the years and have noticed your transformation and have, you know, had conversations with you about it? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. My mom, you know, um, <laughs> my mom, you know, um, she says she, she says to me all the time, she says, I'm so proud of you. And I remember it was one time we was having a visit, and, I, you know, I was like, you know, I felt like so, you know, elated that my mom could be proud of me. You know, and I'm locked up in prison. I'm on death row, you know what I mean? And my mom, she, 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 she said, you know, to know where you started at and to see where you are today, that is what I'm proud of. You know, the person that you have become, not the things that you've done to get into, you know, the earlier parts of your life, but the man that you have become today that I'm so proud to see this man today. So, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of, that's, that means more to me than anybody else, you know, uh, accolades, right? So, um, yeah. So tell me a little bit, what are the other things you, you said you had a lot of things you want to accomplish. I'd love to hear about some more of those things you want to get done. Uh, well, you know, I'm an MC, so, you know, I definitely have, you know, my music that I want to, um, you know, get out into the world um, and, the, and the things I want to do with my music. Um, I want to try to use my music to, you know, generate attention to what's going on in prison, the fact that there's innocent people here in death row, because I want to use that, you know, kind of spotlight, that, you know, uh, platform, if you will, to generate attention to other people that I live with right here that is actually innocent, you know, and, you know, just bring awareness to the fact, hey, this guy's been here 20 some years and, you know, he's actually innocent, um, you know, and those are things that I want to do, you know, and hopefully one day I, I want to try to get out of prison one day. You know, I want to get out of death row. I want- you have 60 seconds remaining. And, you know, I'm hopeful and I have faith that, you know, if I continue to believe in my Lord and I continue to do good deeds, that, you know, I can determine, you know, the decisions that I'm making today are determine my tomorrow. Well said, Aleem. Listen, man, that was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you a second time here. And uh, I hope it's not the last, honestly. I really do. What, what, you have 30 seconds remaining. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me again. And, um, you know, again, I, I hope it's not the last time as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for your time. All right. All right. Take care. So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text DONUT to 66866 to sign up today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.